Hey, look, here's the thing, Kirby. One day you're young and really cool, and then the next day you have a favorite grocery store. That's how life just works. Get up, stand up. Oh, nice. Stand up for your right to listen to episode number 119 of the Promo Upfront podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Bill Petrie. With me, as always, let's call him the Baron of Black Friday, the one and only Kirby Hossaman. Kirby, how the planning of things are you? <laughs> Doing well, man. We, uh, as you are referencing, we're getting ready for our end user show um, that will, we're, we're recording this a little bit earlier this week. So thank you for that uh, because we have our end user show we've been doing for many, many years. And so yeah. I'm both excited, uh, anxious, excited for it to be over, you know, all, all the things. So I'm, I'm doing well, buddy. How are you? I'm doing great. I understand getting, you know, being excited for something to be over. I cannot wait for this podcast to end, quite <laughs> frankly. And we just started. So I really, really understand that. No, I'm, I'm it's, uh, we're recording early for both of us. I've got some friends coming in from uh, out of town uh, later this week when we awesome. normally record for a uh, college boys lost weekend. They're actually staying at my house. Nice. So that'll be interesting. My, my bride is going to the, the beach with a friend uh, we, instead of paying for hotel rooms we paid for her to go on vacation so <laughs> nice. we'll see how that goes but you know it got me to thinking kirby i love it when that happens and you know <laughs> with the world being such an increasingly complex place yeah. uh you know which is why we're always looking for ways to make our lives easier you know if you're a distributor in the promotional products industry kirby and you are one yes I have I some amazing news for you Okay. Evans is not only dedicated to creating high-quality promotional products that are used, kept, and remembered, they're dedicated to making your life easier. And I'm here to tell you, Kirby, this approach is having a dramatic impact on our industry. Listen to these quotes from actual distributors about Evans. Here's one. I really appreciate the team effort of this organization. Great customer service and client receive the merchandise on time. This will not be my last order from Evans. Oh, wait. I have another one. Okay. I always enjoy working with Evan. Among the best in responsiveness and attention to detail, we're key mm. in the promotional products industry. And if that weren't enough, and it, it really, that's enough. I should stop now. That's enough. But no, <laughs> I love this quote. This is my There's favorite more. one. There's never any drama with Evans. And we mm. know sometimes there can be drama when you're dealing with all the issues with supply chain and things like that. Never any issues. Kirby, I know you've experienced drama working with other suppliers. Isn't it great to know life's going to be easier when you work with Evans? Yeah, I think, you know, it reminds me of a quote from Donald Miller where he says, if you confuse, you lose, right? And I think that, you know, Evans is one of those suppliers where they they know their lane, they do it well. And like you said, they remove drama. And anytime, boy, over the last couple of years, <laughs> anytime we can yeah. remove drama and just do yeah. what we do, then we all win. Yeah, and that reminds me of a quote from um, Donald Duck, quack, quack. In any event, <laughs> I couldn't agree more with what you said, Kirby. And clearly many other distributors agree with you, given these powerful testimonials. Hey, Mr. and Mrs. Distributor, when you're ready to work with a supplier partner that avoids drama and makes your life easy, 
contact our good pals at Evans. You can head over to evans-mfg.com to learn a little more. Now, Kirby, this is episode number 119. Uh, you do have promo up front today, okay? but I am not yielding the microphone. The microphone will remain <laughs> in my vocal range. Okay, I am okay. taking over because I have something I just think we really should touch on. And I don't know if you have it. You might have it on your list, but I feel compelled to hijack the podcast. Okay, I, right. I want to I I thank you for having the courage to allow me to hijack. <laughs> okay, thanks. <laughs> so um, I think it's been new. It's been out for a while, but um, Mark Graham. Uh, mm-hmm. who is one of the uh, founders of Common Skew, along with his bride, Catherine. Also one of the founders of Promo Kitchen. He left the organization actually a few months ago, but he put mm-hmm. a social post out uh, la- late last week. Um, he was given an award and a t-shirt and some yeah. thank you uh, from people on the board. And I know you were on the Promo Kitchen. Uh, yeah. You were a chef in the Promo Kitchen for a while. I was. I stepped out. I'm back in uh, currently. Uh, he was really the founder and the driving force behind Promo Kitchen in 2011. And when I think of Promo Kitchen, when I think of the organization, the first people that come to mind are Mark Graham, Danny Rosen, Robert Fiveash, Charity Gibson, T. Hamilton. Those are the five people that are nothing, that's not denigrating anybody else, but those are the people that pop into my mind. Mm. And, you know, Promo Kitchen's 10 years old now. And mm-hmm. so Promo Kitchens at, just like all organizations get to, all successful organizations get to, at a crossroads. Yeah. So I want to ask you, I'm sure you want to say something nice about Mark. So feel free to do that. I'm going to allow you the bandwidth on the airwaves to do that. But then Promo Kitchen. So mm-hmm. for a long time, really killed it with content. It completely owns mentorship. Nobody can touch what, what Promo Kitchen does in the mentorship space in the industry. Mm-hmm. Now, what should Promo Kitchen be? Now that we're seeing the founders kind of mm-hmm. step aside for the next generation, what would you like to see out of Promo Kitchen? Okay, that's a that's a great question. Um, so, yeah, I, I will say that you know when I saw that Mark was stepping away or had stepped away, um, you know, one of the things that when I think of organizations or like in, in our community, we have an award called the Shocktonian award right. um, where I, I kind of, my measuring stick is, is the community a different place because this person was around. Right. And right. I think you can say unequivocally that the industry is a different place because of Mark's contributions, because I've always said Mark is like the ultimate connector. Right. Um, and so him being a part of promo kitchen is the reason I was a part of promo kitchen, quite frankly. Um, and so that's his, his, uh, his work there. Amazing. Um, yeah. and so untouchable, untouchable yeah, kudos, Mark. Um, yeah. and then, uh, you know, for to your second piece, I guess, I've not given this a ton of thought, but what, what, yeah. as you were talking, the thing that made me think is that he's, you said that uh, what Promo Kitchen has done in mentorship has been uh, untouched. I agree with that. And so I think that it, in my mind, what I would like to see the organization do, if, if they're not already doing this, is double down on that. Um, yeah. So double down on education and mentorship. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes that as a any organization evolves that we can manage to get our fingers into too many things. Um, and mm-hmm. then we lose sort of, the, we kind of dilute our, our mission. And so in, yeah. in my mind, like 
continue to be that voice that says, look, yeah. it, you know, a rising tide lifts all boats. And so let's double down and see what we can do to grow that. And mentorship yeah. and education can be through content yeah. or it can be through physical uh, mentorship relationships. So that would be, that would be my take. Yeah, no, I think those are good takes. You know, back, I've been back as a chef for almost a year now. Um, mm -hmm. Wasn't a big announcement, but I did, you know, came back and, and the, the organization is at a crossroads. And, you know, mm -hmm. I think, like I said, this is a successful organization will hit crossroads where, right. okay, now what do we do? Right. And I, you know, I'm, I'm excited by what I see inside the boardroom. I'm excited by, you know, the change, you know, as much as I love having Mark there, sometimes that legendary person kind of just by their mere presence not because of their actions not because of how they treat people because mark if you don't know mark he's absolutely one of the nicest humans on the planet but sometimes that legendary presence in the room silences others because they're scared to either look foolish or if you say something dumb or whatever it is and so i think that is a big thing and allows those newer voices to speak up mm -hmm. and so that's something i'm i'm excited about as far as the future i don't know i mean obviously i think mm -hmm. I, I like what you said about doubling down on mentorship i think there's some other areas that promo kitchen uh, can can make some noise i think when i look back on what promo kitchen has historically been best at and and should continue to do is sparking really difficult conversations within the industry yeah um, that's you know Promo Kitchen is is a group of volunteers that want to make a better industry. Well, that's a very, that's a noble, noble purpose, but it's also a very nebulous one because what's better for you may not equate mm. to what's better for me. And so I think what, what, like I said, what I find most encouraging is that we should hone in on a couple things and make noise about those things, whether it is mentorship, whether it is education, whether it isn't inclusion, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it's an exciting time, but again, kudos to Mark yeah. uh, for all his work and all the founders of, of Promo Kitchen. It's been an honor for me to be part of it. I know it has for for you. For sure. And uh, I think the future future can be very bright for Promo Kitchen. So I'm excited for that, but I need to amp up the podcast. I got to <laughs> do it. I wasn't, I wasn't planning on doing it. Um, but I feel like I got to amp it up, Kirby. Hey, distributors, I need you to ask yourself a question. What's that question? Is your marketing working? And if you can't answer immediately, yes, then <laughs> fake laughter. You got a problem. Mm -hmm. You got a big problem. So what you need to do is head over to promopulse.io slash amp and check it out. Because what they do is they have these beautiful marketing uh, tools that can help you uh, it can help you uh, customize it, set it, and forget it in only five minutes. All right? It's that easy. So go ahead. Head over to promopulse.io slash amp to learn more. You won't be sorry you did. Kirby, I will now yield the microphone <laughs> and the podcast to you. Thank you for letting me hijack it. Oh, no, thank you. Appreciate it. You always bring up great topics. So I have got a couple topics that are a little off uh, what I normally bring up, but I thought they were just interesting sort of headlines, and I wanted to get okay. your take. Um, okay. So the one that I saw this morning is a worker wins a webcam privacy lawsuit. Okay. So I'll try and give this to okay. you real quick. So a U.S. Yeah, yeah. software company uh, is going to pay almost $73,000 to a remote okay. worker who was fired for refusing to keep his webcam on. Um, a Dutch telemarketer had complained 
long story short, they were supposed to keep their, their um, camera on for nine hours that day, oh, adding wow. the company already tracked his laptop activity and shared his screen. He was then mm -hmm. fired for his refusal to work and insubordination. Um, so okay. long story short, the court ruled that he should not have to keep his webcam on for nine hours um, or mm -hmm. just that th shouldn't have to keep his webcam on um, mm -hmm. since they were doing that. Um, yeah. I thought that was really interesting and yeah. i think it's one of those issues that i can totally see both sides of mm -hmm. and so that's why i wanted to kind of get your take i mean I, I understand where it's like okay i get that i don't want to keep my webcam on on the other side you know because i think it's easy to take i shouldn't say easy but it's because we can put ourselves in that shoes and we say okay there are days where yeah. my hair is not good and mm -hmm. i don't want to be on the webcam but on the other side right this is one of those moments where you go, okay, we want all the freedom of working from home, but we all, we don't always want the accountability. And so yeah. what, as I, I know you're just getting very spotty details, but what is your take on this? Do you think it, that it makes sense or do you think it's way off base? So before I render my overall opinion, let me, let me kind of funnel it down for you the way I see it. Okay. When you take a job, when, when you, when an employer hires a, an individual, you agree to a certain set of rules. Sometimes you have to be at work at a certain time and place. Yep. Uh, sometimes you can't take, you have to have a certain amount of time for lunch. Sometimes you have to wear certain clothes. Maybe it's a uniform. Maybe it's just, you have to wear slacks as opposed to jeans or you have to wear, you know, whatever. I mean, there are rules to, yeah, that's part of the contract. You do these things, you do your job and we will give you money. I mean, that's kind of at, at its base. That's what it is. Having said that, I wouldn't want to work in an environment where I had a webcam on me the whole time. Nobody right. would. Right. However, if it was a customer service, I believe you said it was customer service. It's, I think right? telemarketer. Yeah. Okay. Telemarketer. Yeah. Generally, you're in, in pre-COVID times, you're in a bullpen in a cubicle where someone's exactly. going to be watching you nine hours a day anyway. Right. So um, to me... Uh, he absolutely should have been fired for insubordination, assuming that there was warnings written and all that, and it was documented. I'm going to go ahead and assume that a process was followed, okay? Yeah. But yeah, fire for that person for insubordination, and no, should not have gotten $73,000 because you made the agreement. Yeah. You made the agreement, and now you're saying, I don't want that. That's not how the world really should work. But unfortunately, what, you're, what you explained is exactly how the world works, <laughs> right? You, yeah. you get to complain and moan. I want my coffee hot at McDonald's, but if I spill it on me and it's too hot, I'm going to sue your ass because my thighs got burned. Yeah. So that's the world we live in. And so this makes all the sense in the world to me while making zero sense, Kirby. <laughs> yeah, I, I, this was, this one struck me because I think as a, you know, as an employer, this is one of those things where, okay, if you want to bitch about the idea that you have to have a webcam on all the time, totally get it. And yep. hey, man, you should get potty breaks and all all the yeah. things, right? But the idea that you like, I don't feel like having my webcam on. Well, tough shit. That's part yeah. of the deal. Don't well, take it, the it job. Looks... And if you don't want the right. job, if you want to quit the job, if you want to get fired for the job, fine. Mm -hmm. The idea that there's a ruling from a yep. court that says that yep. it's unfair, I, I thought was kind of absurd. It is, and shame on the, the employer for having that type of silliness in terms of having a webcam. I mean, I don't think any of us would dispute that's a really silly thing. Their rule, though, hey, it's their toy. They get to play with it how they want. And yeah. so your choice as an employee is to quit, 
find a new job right. or or buck the system and get $73,000 in a president <laughs> uh, a president ruling. All right, Kirby. Yeah. So, what what do we call that topic? Can can for camera. That's what we call that topic. <laughs> okay, I like it. I like it. All right. Kirby, you got another topic for us since I yeah. hijacked the podcast Yeah, sure. Earlier? And again, this is another outside, but I'm kind of curious of your take. Yeah. So REI, the big retailer, um, has essentially – okay, cool. So we're on the same page. Um, yep. Black. They've nixed Black Friday for good. And since you're prepared yep. for it, I won't go into a ton of detail. But for those listening, essentially they – I think for the last couple of years have shut their doors the day after Thanksgiving – one of the busiest shopping days of the year. So it's a big commitment for a retailer. And they've essentially said, look, we're, we're not going to be open um, on Black Friday for good. Um, and so shoppers will still be able to order online, but fulfillment will begin the next day. Um, yep. So I wanted to just sort of quick uh, go see what you thought about that. Do you think it's a good idea? Do you think, because I, I sort of have mixed thoughts about this one too. I do not have mixed thoughts about this. Um, they're, you know, it's permanently banned. They're not, not going to do it. And they're also paying associates. So it's now a paid holiday for REI. Yes, associates. that's right. Yeah. Um, I, this is, you know, the trend over the last decade has been, okay, we're going to open at 6 a.m. on Thanksgiving Day. Well, maybe we'll open at 5 a.m. on Thanksgiving Day. Okay, maybe it's 4 a.m. Actually, we're going to open up at 9 o'clock Thanksgiving yeah. night. Um, it, uh, yeah, sorry. Back the, yeah. in the morning of Black Friday and then backing up to Thanksgiving night. We are in a society where we're always looking for our next piece of candy. We don't sit still very long. Right. And Thanksgiving is one of those unique days where everything is closed. It is not a religious holiday. It's an American holiday. And so everybody celebrates it. It's a time with friends and family. It's a time for, you know, a lot of food and a lot of football and, and a lot of time with people. And I never loved how it would encroach on that. Even in my family, back when, you know, um, my wife and, and her mom would get up and her sister would get up the day after Thanksgiving, they spend the second half of Thanksgiving looking at all the circulars and yeah, we should go here, then we go here and map it out. I never understood that. I understood the community part of it, but I never understood the hustle and bustle of it. To me, that was just such a negative so I, I applaud this. There's no, to me, there's no middle ground here. I, I'd love, I don't have a problem with, with Black Friday existing. I think it's kind of cool that people want to line up and get a cheap TV. It's great. You know, it's, it's awesome, but I'd really, and it shouldn't be legislated. I just like some sort of agreement that let's just start at 7am on the Friday morning after Thanksgiving is cool. It's cool. I do think we're at an apex though. And I think you're going to see Black Friday, kind it kind of really not go away but really die down i think most of us the pandemic my wife and i were just talking about this the other day how many things the the pandemic just accelerated right yeah. and this is this is one of them that it was already going this direction and then you you have the pandemic so turbo boosters get applied to everybody being really comfortable with online shopping now yeah especially now that returns are generally easier right than going to a physical store okay uh, so the reason I say I have mixed thoughts is um, I, I agree with you for the sentimental and personal value. Like I'm always like, I, I like Thanksgiving. Can we just do that? Mm -hmm. um, yep. And and in the interest of transparency, we are, as hospital marketing is closed on Black Friday so that right. Thanksgiving and Black Friday, you can enjoy it. And sure. You know, early on, I had employees who were all in on going to Black Friday. I'm like, you know what? Let's not make you take a vacation today. Let's just do it. Right. 
Um, So I'm with you. I will say that I think that you touched on it and I hadn't thought about it until just now, but I was like, man, it's a big commitment for a retailer to shut Mm -hmm. down on Black Friday. Like that's, I get that it's a, for a personal, it's, it's cool. But for a business, man, you're giving away a real opportunity for sales. Um, Now, I think that what you said that kind of triggered me was like, oh, okay, what's happening is they're doing a lot of online, like uh, what's the prime day is like this week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right? Prime day is uh, like uh, the second prime day because there's so much inventory right. because of supply chain issues that didn't get sold. Now with the in inflation, they got to dump this stuff for the new merchandise on its way. Yeah. So I wonder if it is also, Hey, we're going to do this. We don't want to be there. We struggle to staff it because nobody wants to work that day. We're just going to do all our things and, and press it online. And that's the business case for it. But that's the Absolutely. that was my mixed thoughts about it. It was like, I yeah. get I get the, the personal side, but man, that's a tough decision to make as a business. It is. And but and each business has to do what's best for them. Right. I think if you have a good online presence, I think it sends a really nice message to your employees. Again, oh. I'm a believer that with any business, it really starts with your employees. Oh, it doesn't start sure. with the customer. It starts with the employees because they will take care of the customer. Yeah. And and so you have to, you can't just uh, abuse them. And I always think Black Friday is one of those. It does. It can be an abusive day depending on the environment, but I, I understand a small business, a small retail shop that may not have a large online presence or like in a small downtown area, I understand them being open on a Black Friday. It's just, it's just never been my favorite thing, but right. I don't like going physically shopping as it is. So, all right, Kirby. <laughs> Unless it's the um, grocery before, store. <laughs> be, I love going to the grocery store. <laughs> Hey, look, here's the thing, Kirby. One day you're young and really cool. And then the next day you have a favorite grocery store. That's how life just works. Okay. I love it. All right. All right, Kirby, before we get into our picks for good, I want to talk to you about something that's going on within the National Football League, uh, the NFL right now. So it is October, which is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Yep. And over the last decade or so, the NFL picks a month and they have like themes. So this month or like November is all about uh, armed services. So you'll see a lot of camouflage and things like that in terms of what coaches are wearing and merchandise. And this month is uh, breast cancer awareness month. So they are uh, partnering with the American cancer society call for a thing, a campaign called a you know, cancer, uh, a crucial catch, right. Or, and, and intercept cancer. You've seen both of those uh, mm-hmm. at NFL games. I think it's the dumbest campaign I've ever seen. And I'm going to tell you why. Uh, obviously, cancer is horrible. And, and any, anything you can do to raise awareness to cancer is good. But if you know football, does anyone want to catch cancer? I don't <laughs> think so. <laughs> okay. Does anyone want to intercept cancer? Because that means you would catch cancer again. And then I, I, it, there are other, do, do you get my point here? It I hundred percent. Not only you're, you're stealing cancer from the other team. Well yes. done. <laughs> yes. So I, I got to thinking. Okay. So tell me if you like these instead. Okay. Score a touchdown on cancer. I like okay. that. Okay. Right. Okay. Yep. Uh, draw cancer off sides. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's challenge cancer. Like you throw a challenge flag. 
Okay. That's okay. Weird. That's terrible. No, that's fine. I throw a flag on throw a flag on cancer right. or win your game against cancer. I think I guess my point is Spike. I like the fact of course. Yeah, I like yeah, yeah, big time cancer, whatever. Scoreboard them. Yeah. But I, a crucial catch, I don't want to catch cancer. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like that's one of those moments where it's like, okay, this will be fun wordplay. And they didn't ask yeah. anybody outside the room. And they've been doing it for a long time. And I kept I kept thinking about it actually over the weekend when I was watching games. It's like, I don't want to intercept cancer. I don't want to, I don't <laughs> yeah. see cancer as this crucial catch. I'd be like, whoa, that cancer ball's flying right by me. I'm yeah. not going anywhere near it. Yeah. So yeah. I love uh, what they're that's doing. That's a funny point. That's a good point. I like it. I'll, all the merchandise sales do go to the American Cancer Society and NFL doesn't profit from it. But guys, you got a branding problem there. I'd rethink the uh, terminology. All right. Speaking of the NFL, Kirby, okay, you and I are doing gambling for good this year as we're yep. going to make a donation to PPEF, the Promotional Products Education Foundation. Um, we uh, uh, go head to head six games each week, not against the spread, just win or wins and loss. Boy, last week we both took it on the chin. We went was two tough and four. Week. <laughs> it was a tough week. We both went. We both went two and four. Um, and so Kirby is ahead uh, by two. He has twenty-two victories. I have twenty. I picked yeah. twenty correct. Kirby's picked twenty. All right. So we're in week seven, Kirby got some really interesting yeah. college matchups. Yeah, this week. these are these are tough. The last last these week are. you 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 picked some tough games. That's it. That's what yeah. it is. All right, here we go. Okay. We've got Penn State, the Nittany Lions, who are ranked number ten. At the Michigan Wolverines, ranked number five. That's in the big house, Kirby. What do you say? Yeah, this this pains me. I haven't seen enough of Penn State to be a believer. They they're one of those mm-hmm. teams that every year they end up in the top ten, and then I see them play, and I'm like, they're not. They don't seem that good. So yep. I'm and plus this is at the big house, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say the team up north. You know, I got a lot of friends in Michigan and in uh, Penn State and college. Uh, Park or whatever thing. <laughs> okay. Crucial, crucial catch. Um, I'm gonna go with the Wolverines as well. Okay. I I gotta go with the Wolverines. I just think they're a better team. I, I I have a hard time with Penn State. All right, Kirby. Number three, the Alabama Crimson Tide, who almost got knocked off by my Aggies on Saturday night, but we're not gonna talk about that. Are going into Knoxville, Tennessee. They're going into Rocky Top to face the number six. Tennessee Volunteers. Who do you got? Who do you got? So I, as you may remember, I've been picking Tennessee in almost all of these games. You I actually have. think that so Alabama fell from like one to number three. I think correct gonna... there now behind Georgia and uh, the Ohio State. Yes, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm just say... the. I, they own the word now. Just yeah, that's the. true. I'm gonna I'm gonna think that they're that Nick Saban's gonna use that. I'm gonna go Alabama okay. in this one. All right. Uh... I got a lot of friends in Knoxville, so I'm going to have to go with your Rocket Top Tennessee Volunteers. Okay. I like it. I like it. All right. All right. Number This is this is a tough one. You know, Big 12 tussle here. Oklahoma State, the eighth-ranked Cowboys, heading into Fort Worth, playing Brian Jolin's beloved TCU Horn Frogs, ranked number 13. Who you got? Yeah, I, I have no idea. Um, and I, I think I've gone back and forth on this one. I'm going to go with TCU because it's at TCU. Okay. Uh, I got a lot of friends in Fort Worth. Uh, <laughs> so I am going to go ahead and go with the Horn Frogs there. And also out of respect for Mr. Jolin. Love it. God rest his soul. All right. 
Let's go to the pros. Kirby got some really hot games this week in the pros, too. The Baltimore Ravens traveling into the Meadowlands to face the New York football giants. Yeah, I'm a believer in Lamar Jackson much more than I am Daniel Jones. I think if the, if the Giants could snap the ball to Saquon Barkley every time, they would do it, and that actually might be more successful that way. Yeah. But I'm going Baltimore. Yeah, uh, man, I got a lot of friends in New York, so I'm <laughs> going to have to uh, unfortunately disappoint all of them and also go with the Baltimore Ravens, Kirby. Baltimore Ravens win that one. I don't believe in Daniel Jones. Neither does his own team. Yeah, that's right. Um, so why should I? All right, the Buffalo Bills going into Kansas City to play the Chiefs. Yeah, everybody keeps telling me that Buffalo is the best team in the NFL, and then I see them lay a lot of stinkers, and I it, it all depends yeah. on which Josh Allen shows up. But until um, they beat KC, I'm going with KC. Yep. Okay, KC. so awesome. You know, I, uh, I've i got a lot of friends in Kansas City. Um <laughs> Some really good friends in Kansas. I do. I am <laughs> going to have to go, you know, I, I was going to go Buffalo, but then last night when I saw Kansas City throw four touchdowns to the uh, Travis to Travis Kelsey, I'm going to have to still go with Buffalo. Sorry, I'm going to oh. disappoint all the KC people there. I'm going to go okay. with Buffalo. All right, last game. could Game of the first half of the year, two yeah. surprisingly good teams. The Dallas Football Cowboys, as Jason Garrett used to weirdly call them, yeah. the Dallas Football Cowboys heading into a Sunday night showdown in the NFC East with the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, I'm actually yeah. excited for you that the Cowboys are relevant and, and doing well. I, like, I really am. And I think that, that if Dak Prescott was back in 100%, I think I'd probably yep. go Cowboys because of their defense. And, and in your defense, no matter what you pick, whatever – we don't know. We are recording Tuesday morning. There's a chance he plays. We have no idea, guys. Yeah, so that's fair. But what I would also say is I don't think it'll be a hundred percent. And so yep. I I'm going Philly. I don't feel good about it, but I'm going Philly. Yeah, I struggle with this one. I've got uh, I got a lot of friends in both places, but certainly <laughs> Philadelphia. Um, you know, it's a city of brotherly love. However. I don't care if you are quarterbacking the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> I will never, ever pick the Philadelphia Eagles, the team that booed Santa Claus, the team that booed when Michael Irvin blew out both his knees on the horrible veteran stadium turf to end his career, the team that threw batteries at Jimmy Johnson, the only team that has a jail in their stadium because of their fans. Dallas football Cowboys win by 67 points. Lock it in. <laughs> that is, that's a bold prediction. I, I don't, I'm that not sure I'm buying prediction. that since they did a hundred yards in offense last week. <laughs> Speaking of locking it in Kirby, I think if you're a distributor and you know, your life's tough, you need to lock in working with our good pals over at Evans. That's right. We know the world is increasingly fast paced, increasingly compact, complex. That's why we're always looking to make our lives easier. And the good people at Evans are 100% dedicated to doing that. They really have their internal processes focused 100% on the distributor and creating a frictionless pro a process or as frictionless as possible to make sure you get some of your time back. They've got your back by giving you your time back. So head over to evans-mfg.com. You're not going to be sorry you did. Now, Kirby, I wish you a fabulous, fabulous show this week. And uh, I we will be doing this recording live next week in fabulous Atlantic City. 
in, in well, let's just call it Atlantic City. The jury's out on Fabulous, but we'll be doing this at Atlantic City at the Fabulous Promotions East show. Now that is fabulous. Absolutely. On a Tuesday afternoon, I have no idea what time at some point in time. So if you're in Atlantic City and at the Promotions East show, Kirby and I would love to see you. And uh, I look forward to seeing you live and in person next week, Kirby Hossman. See you, buddy. 67 points.